You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. to get to minister to you guys. And actually, it was nice to see a quick like show of hands of who maybe tuned in online and who didn't. So I feel like I got a bunch of fresh meat since basically a lot of people said they didn't. And I will tell you too, it'll come out a little bit different because you're a different people. And I love that. It's like same topic, but new conversation that the Lord's going to have with you guys. And it's going to be awesome. Okay. So core values at Overcomers Church International. That's what we have been journeying on. So Pastor Kent's done a couple of them. Which ones have you done here? Faith and unity. Thanks, everyone. Faith and unity. So (laughs) we're at both places and ministered several things for the last several weeks. So faith and unity here already. So hospitality is what we're going to talk about tonight. And this may go a direction that surprises you. And, but I love that though, because that's how the Lord is in our view of hospitality as a church and as a people of God shouldn't be handed to us by the world. It should be handed to us by the Lord. So that's how we are going to look at hospitality. So we're going to go through a bunch of scripture. I will just tell you that right now. And so don't be too concerned with it. Do your best to keep up with it. If at some point you say, I got to just set my pen down. That's okay if that's what you got to do. We have things online. Does everybody know how to go back and view something onto like the Facebook online? It's going to be on there. So you can do that, Victory Worship Center. So you can go back and you can look at things there. And that's actually super awesome, super helpful. I encourage the Perryville people this morning to do the same thing because it was a bunch of information. But it's going to be fun. So first thing I want to give you is um, not actually the hospitality slide yet, Anthony, for this church. So hold on that. Um, I just want to give you a general hospitality of kind of maybe what the world would say. So the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests and visitors or strangers. That just seems like a totally normal thing. We're like, yep, that sounds like hospitality. So literally being friendly and generous, a reception, a receiving of people, guests, visitors, strangers. Okay, so I actually, we're going to read in just a minute. Pastor Kent developed... um, in the core values, decrees. That's the best way to put them. And so he's been going over some of them. And these are a picture of what he has asked the Lord about. What is the Lord's hospitality for us, towards us, and through us? And so just wrapping that all into a nice package. So it's just a simple statement, but it's really a decree that we can take on and begin to say out over our life and to live out. So before we go there, though, this is the thing the Lord was talking to me about hospitality, is that in order, in order to show hospitality, we actually have to have a host and a guest. So does that make sense? So we need to have somebody we're showing hospitality to and somebody who's actually showing the hospitality. So as we kind of journey through things tonight, that's the picture we want to put on is what does it look like for us as a church to be showing hospitality from really a host standpoint. So a host to each other, a host right here within the church, a host in our homes, Um, a host to the world, we can host many things because this is the thing is we host with the presence of God. We host the presence of God. 
And so that's actually how we're able to host according to what God is saying is we're actually hosting with his presence, which is so awesome. And here's the picture of the guest side of it. The only difference in the kingdom of God between a host and a guest is a guest doesn't know that they can be a host. That's the only difference. So you're literally just talking about a group of people, wherever they are, that don't know the Lord. That's the Lord's mindset. And so if they're people that don't know him, they're not in relationship with him, they're kind of a guest on the earth. <laughs> I will just say that. And now we can all go into the picture of like, well, I am a guest too because heaven is my home. Yes, this is true. Heaven is your home. This is not. And so Jesus came and actually hosted. And then we are actually called to also host for the season of time that we're here on the earth. So that's really what we're doing is we're being keepers of the presence of God and hosting his presence out to the world. So we're going to view that, that concept as we journey along as the guests. Okay, so we got hosts and guests. So I'm going to say some things um, that might be new for you, but, you know, I just challenge you to just go back. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture because it's, it's just so important that as we're journeying along in relationship with the Lord and we're learning new things or maybe some things you haven't heard in a little while to even go back to the place of reminder and be like, oh, yeah, that's why we do what we do. All right. So it's going to be good. OK, so I want to read actually the decree. So, Anthony, if you want to pull that up for us and you guys, I'm going to probably multiple times say like, is it there? Or I don't know if it's there. That's okay. We'll just kind of keep going, but it's there. So I can see that it's there. So this is the decree. So I will make any effort necessary to walk with a heart of hospitality to all who come in our doors. I will give them a warm welcome into our church and into my life. So this is a picture beyond just a church moment. <laughs> This is a picture that actually is saying, I'm willing to open up my life. Because again, really to show the hospitality of God is literally to host his presence. And is it limited to just here? It's not. But this should be one of the easiest and best places for us to do this and to warmly do it. I just love it when we come together because there's such an encouragement and a building up of each other. That's literally what happens when we all come together into the house of the God, uh, the house of God, and I just love that. So, so certainly warm things going towards each other, but this is picture here too that it's it's my life that I'm saying I'm going to be willing, God, to host Your presence, and I'm going to open up my life into everything that I'm doing, and that can be uncomfortable sometimes. But I'm I like to get stretched, and I like to grow. It's, it's good for us, and I want every single day of my life to be like, wow, I was there yesterday, and then today, here I am. That was a little bit hard for me. Today, not so hard. I was afraid of this yesterday, and I took it before the Lord, and I'm not. I love those moments of victory. So if there's points in here, and I'm sure there will be, where you're going to say, ah, that's a, little, that's a little stretching right there. It's no problem. It's no problem. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, literally. Okay, so here we go. I want to talk about some keys to actually hosting the presence of God. And we're going to take a look first here at, with Jesus and Jesus actually hosting the presence of God here on earth. So in John 6, 38, this is the first one we're going to look at. So fast. You're so fast. 
I was waiting kind of around in Perryville this morning, but the stuff here is like super fast. And that doesn't have anything to do with the people. Our system in Perryville is a little bit slower sometimes. Pastor Ken's like, no, it has to do with people maybe. But I love him because it was my nephew that was this morning. And he is awesome working the camera right now. Elijah, you're rocking it out. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but he is awesome. He serves and serves and serves, but that was rocket fast, okay? Okay, so here we go. So John 6, 38. So here's Jesus saying, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So important right here that Jesus is saying, I'm not coming to do my own thing here but I'm coming to do the will of the Father. So he came down to actually host the presence of God here on earth to do the, to do the will of the Father. I love this quote real quick I'm going to give you, and it's from Billy Graham, and he says, for the, for the believer there is hope beyond the grave because Jesus Christ has opened the door to heaven for us by his death and resurrection. I love that. Jesus coming down was literally like a hospitality step. We would open the door for people. We would just think about that as a normal kind of hosting thing that we would open up the door for people. And this is literally what Jesus did for us. This is how we live under an open heaven now. He made the way to literally do that. In, in Genesis 28, just a random tidbit, but this is the Jacob's ladder story. And the word says in there in Jacob's dream that a uh, ladder was set up on the earth. And here is then where we see angels ascending and descending for the ladder that was set up on the earth. So you know who did that? It's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the one who made the ladder come and set up on the earth. He's the one that made the way so that, and it goes on to say that we actually live under an open heaven now. So I love that. So thank you, Jesus, for opening up the door for all of us. And that's our response now. And hosting the presence of God is literally our response is continuing to show people that there is an open door. <laughs> There's an open door into the life of the Lord, life in the Lord. So, okay, so John 14, 10, 11. This is Jesus just confirming some things for us here about, again, whose will and how he has here. Okay, so do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works. But Jesus is giving a picture here of like whose authority he's actually speaking in. And he wants us to recognize that peace. There are many times in the word that we can see where Jesus is putting the picture together here for us, where actually the authority came from the Father to him. And we're going to talk about some authority that then transferred to us, which is so awesome. Okay, so I want to look at just another quick picture here about Jesus continuing to host the presence of God and what he actually was doing. So you can just write this one down. We're not going to pull this one up. So this is Luke 4:18, and this is going to be familiar to a lot of you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set liberty on those who are oppressed. I love that. It's so good. Like, there is a quick picture of so much goodness that Jesus is saying, I came for these things. And these things, and hosting the presence of God, is how he walked them out before men. And we saw all of these things happen in the Word. So I love that. So here's a couple other quick thoughts about Jesus and just hospitality. So Jesus didn't show hospitality in the confines of his house. 
So I just want to hang there for just a minute. So some people could sometimes say, like, when it comes to just a lifestyle of hospitality, come out of the box of it being your personal house or just opening up your house. It's beautiful that we have a church to show hospitality of the Lord out of. But what about all the other days of the week when we are not here together? So this is why it's so important to realize that Jesus actually, he didn't have a house. Well, he did in heaven. And so he didn't operate from the confines of showing hospitality to the world from his own house. Jesus actually went everywhere and took the heart of the Father and hosted the presence of God into every place that he went to, into other people's homes. He actually did this. He was like, well, it doesn't matter. I understand who I am, and I understand who is in me, and I understand the authority that I have from the Father, and that I am hosting my Father's heart and will here on the earth. So wherever I go, there is where the Lord goes. So Jesus like took on this full lifestyle of hospitality. It didn't have anything to do with the confines of a building. It had everything to him everything to do with him just hosting the presence of God wherever he was. So I love that, that he gives us that picture. So let's look at Romans um, 12, 13. And it says here to contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. So there's just a little scripture with actually the words hospitality in it. And that scripture, that word right in there with hospitality in the Strong's is actually to love strangers. It's actually talking about loving strangers. So then here's the next thing I want to go to. So Jesus also didn't complain. <laughs> Does anybody ever sometimes feel like it feels very hard, the idea of just totally abandoning my flesh, and I don't feel like it, or I feel tired, or that feels difficult, or that feels hard, or I don't really want to smile right now. I don't really want to go do the drive to that place. I really don't want people to come into my space right now. I just really need to get done what I planned on getting done for the day, and then just shutting up shop. Am I the only person? <laughs> so sometimes we literally feel that way, but I want to show you a scripture right here, is that Jesus we all know he did all of this and opened up his life without complaint. Yes? Okay, so 1 Peter 4, 9. So it says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So there you go. It just says it in the word of God, so just don't do, just don't do it. So that's a good thing for us just to take, take a hold of. Okay, and the next thing I want to show you is in Matthew 25, 40. This is so good. And it says, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Receive them with great joy, <laughs> with great joy. And so here's a picture here that the Lord's just showing us that as you are doing it to others, it is the same as you doing it to me. Who thinks like it would be easiest to show hospitality to God if he was like here, like face to face or Jesus? We would all be on our A game. <laughs> we would be. We'd be like, absolutely. Anything that you need, Lord, I am going to roll out the red carpet. I am going to bring in the band. It doesn't matter if we go all night. It doesn't matter if you ate all of the best food. It doesn't matter if you left a mess everywhere, everywhere and I had to come behind you and pick up some of those pieces. It doesn't matter. Literally, if we were literally thinking about what does it look like when I'm hosting the presence of God, we literally wouldn't care about all of those things. 
we would just be like, hey, I'm going to do it as I am doing it unto the Lord. Because people make messes. People are messy. We are messy sometimes. <laughs> and intermingling and opening our life up to people can be messy. But here's the thing. It's exactly what we're called to do. And so we actually just have to give this thing over to the Lord. And I will tell you, too, that when it comes to hosting the presence of God, there is a presence of God that lives in us, but he wants to live through us for the sake of other people. But this is a choice on our part. We can shut it down. The word would cause that actually quenching the spirit. When you start shutting off the flow, that's what it means to quench the spirit is you literally start shutting off the flow. And I'm like, Father, I don't ever want to shut off the flow. I want to host your presence before men all of the days of my life on this earth. Yes? All right. Amen. Okay, so here's another fun little tidbit. Um, so Jesus, I want to talk about angels for just a minute in this too, because there's a great hospitality scripture actually on this. So let's go to Hebrews 13.2. Okay, so remember to welcome strangers because some of you have done this and welcomed angels without knowing it. Have you guys ever thought about this before? That's fun to actually think of the thing that we might be entertaining angels. Actually, we are, not that we might be. <laughs> that we are entertaining angels without even knowing it. And I love that. And I want to actually show you another verse really quick, and then I'm going to tell you a fun little story. So John 1, 49 through 51. So this is after Philip has brought Nathaniel to Jesus when the disciples are all being called here. So this is Jesus talking to Nathaniel here. And, and it says, Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. So Nathaniel's recognizing who he is. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, watch this, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. So here's a really quick picture I want to show you about angels is that Nathaniel is literally recognizing at the begin at the beginning Jesus as the son of God. Okay? So that's where he came from. <laughs> and thank you Jesus for that and literally that's how he is able to be the savior of the world for all of us. But Jesus also had to walk out here on the earth as a son of man, anointed by the same Holy Spirit that we are anointed by. Yes? Okay. Amen. So here's what I want to say about that is so Jesus is now putting a picture going back to Nathaniel saying, you, reckon, you recognize me as the son of God. I'm so glad you do. Let me tell you right now about what's about to go on. You've seen nothing yet because the heavens are open. <laughs> Jesus knows what's happening here because of him. And he says, you will see angels ascending and descending on the son of man. That applies to us. I will tell you that applies to us. And so I want to tell you a quick angel story. Um, so there was a man that came into the Perryville community, and his name was Peter. And uh, several people at our church had encounters with Peter out in the community. In different times, he was coming like in and out of church, and it was just over the season of, I don't think, um, probably more than a month 
It wasn't for a super long season, but Peter was coming in and out. People would pray to randomly encounter Peter actually out in the community because the Lord would put Peter on their heart. And so then Peter was bought things like a watch. So he knew what time he was going to be picked up. Meals were provided for him. There was some clothing things that were provided to him. Just genuinely, seriously, a high level of hospitality was shown to Peter. It was awesome. And nobody cared, the people that were doing it, who knew or who didn't know or whatever. It was just like, Peter, Peter's here. And Peter was Jamaican. But I will just tell you, I believe that's all Peter was representing here on the earth was someone that was Jamaican. So um, the story goes on that Peter leaves our community. Nobody knows where Peter goes. And a couple months then later, if you guys heard of Sean Foyt, I always question how I say his name, Sean Foyt. Okay, so he's the worship leader. He came from out of Bethel, right? And he basically has this whole worship movement that has been going on all over the nation. And he basically has been calling the people out of the church, (laughs) And he's like, let's get out into the world and just take worshiping God wherever we go. So this is happening now. You guys can go look up stuff about Sean and you can see where he's traveling right now. So one of the girls, ladies in our church, she literally is viewing something from one of Sean Foyt's um, adventure somewhere. This one was in Colorado. And just go with me for a minute and imagine this picture. So she sees a camera scanning a crowd. So here goes the camera. And she's like, that's Peter, like in that crowd in Colorado. He's very recognizable. There's a lot of distinguishing things about Peter. So imagine the camera just like scanning on, scanning on, and then the camera's like, oh, I'm just going to come and like scan back now, scan back. Where'd Peter go? Everybody else is there. We only did like a scan, Peter, scan, no Peter. So this is what happens. And so literally, uh, my friend Tina, you know, she was just like, man, alive. Like one minute Peter was there and I saw him and then Peter wasn't there anymore. But it was fun to recognize him. He's in Colorado. And I'm like, that's super cool. I will just tell you already at this point, we felt like something is different about Peter. So then a couple months later, my husband and I go on a little getaway, a little retreat in Herman, Missouri. And we stop at Washington, Missouri to go into a Walmart that I've never been into before. And this was a random stop because we needed snacks because I was concerned that I may not have my snackage wherever it was we were going. And I said, we need to pile up with the snackage, okay? Got to make sure we can eat. It's not really a retreat unless you're feeling like you're getting to eat and enjoy food. That's what I think anyway. So, okay, so we stopped for snackage. So we go get the things we want and then we get ready to leave Walmart. And this particular Walmart had like an eatery spot in it. And sure enough, I'm walking out the doors, and there's Peter in Washington, Missouri, just sitting at a table. And I'm walking, and I'm like, whoa, what's, whoa, whoa, stop, hang on, hang on. This is Peter right here. And my husband's like, what's going on? I'm like, Peter, like Peter who is like randomly around our community, Peter who randomly shows up in Colorado. People, Peter is now in the Washington Walmart just hanging out by the door that I'm exiting, like right there, just sitting almost like waiting. I'm just being totally serious with you. He was just like sitting there, just eating some food. And so Peter and I have a conversation. And the funniest thing about Peter is there was never anything meaningful coming from Peter. These were not moments of like the angel Gabriel, okay? These were just actually encounters that I think would be very similar to what it would look like if we were welcoming people, strangers, 
and not knowing that we were entertaining angels the whole time. And this was a fun journey for a bunch of people in our church. So you know what? If Peter wasn't an angel, I'm telling you, it was just a fun moment to be like, look at all these wild encounters we have had with meeting up with Peter. But I'm sure that the Lord was in it because it did a bunch of things to a bunch of our hearts. And it was fun. So anyway, that's just a fun story. But I believe that is who Peter is. Okay, so let's keep going here. So I want to just switch gears just a little bit, and I want to talk about, we've been talking about Jesus actually hosting the presence of God, so I want to switch to talking about us hosting the presence of God here on the earth, and I'm going to give you just, this is, I'm going to power through this point really quick. So Matthew 16, 19, and so just do these kind of for reference and follow along with me. So Jesus literally said here that we have been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So it's very important for us to understand when we are hosting the presence of God that we understand the authority we have been given. We've read it about the authority that Jesus was given, but it's very important for us to understand how is it that we can walk around and see accomplish the work of the Lord here on the earth? It's because we actually have an understanding of the authority, the right, the legal right that's been given to us because of the blood that Jesus shed because the keys to the kingdom were lost with the fall of man in the garden of Adam and, with Adam and Eve. And when Jesus came, he actually took back the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And so that transfer came to us. So we walk around with authority because of it, which is so awesome. Okay, so John 16, 12 through 15. I'm just going to do this really quick. I still have many things. Jesus is talking here. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine, and he will declare it to you. I love that. That's a great picture. So the keys have been taken back, and then now the things of heaven Everything to accomplish the will of the Father and to host the presence of God, that has been declared to us. I love it. Hallelujah. Okay, this one in 1 Corinthians 2.12, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. There we go. Freely given to us by God. This is not based on works. This is based on a place of rest that we come into acceptance, understanding what Jesus did, understanding how we operate in authority. It doesn't have anything to do with us except for to literally choose to walk it out. <laughs> That's the part. That's the our part is the willingness on our part. So I'm going to have Liz actually come up here and we're going to do something fun here. I mean, I think it's fun. You might think it's challenging. Okay. So last verse I want to read to you real quick. So John 14, 12 says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Imagine this, greater works. I have an expectation in my heart to see greater works of God, to see the works and the greater works to literally be done here on earth. They're happening all around us. We had people this morning um, right in service, just the Lord gave Pastor Kent a, like a word of knowledge, and he went forward and actually and began to minister from that place. 
And right before that, the Lord was literally saying to me, I'm singing a song of deliverance over the people. And we have people like healed right in service. This is an all the time thing, though. I will tell you that is the Lord's heart over us is this is an all the time thing to see us actually host out his heart and his presence to people here on the earth. Okay, so here we go. We are going to write something. And here's what I want you to think about. Remember how at the beginning I said host and guest. Okay, so these might be things that are challenging thoughts for you. And I will just tell you right now, we were actually singing it earlier. Um, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Where is your accuser now? He has been put underneath our feet. <laughs> okay. So it's very important that when we know in Ephesians, when it talks about the church is there for the building up, the training and the equipping of the saints. When sometimes we have like a conversation really quick that all of a sudden makes you feel like that stepped on my toes. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It's okay for us to hear things sometimes that make us feel like I need to grow there. And I personally, I asked the Lord about this, um, obviously, but then even when I was writing things out, I was like, huh, huh, I need to grow. I need to grow right here. So this all comes right back into me too, okay? So we wrote a host side. And we're hosting the presence of God. And so I want you to think of just some really practical things that maybe would look opposite a host versus a guest, if you're thinking and operating like a guest, okay? So a host gets involved in the plans um, or makes the plans, actually. And a guest, they attend. That's pretty simple. They attend. So plans were made, and the guests, they attend. A host has resources for the plans, a guest, they consume the resources from the plans. This is normal. I made food, you ate it, whatever, the list goes on, okay? So they're consumer, actually, of the resources. So a host welcomes a guest. They actually wait to be welcomed. A host will allow the Lord to operate through them. And a guest will allow the Lord to operate in them. Now, let me just stop on this point really quick here. So a host will allow the Lord to operate through them. And a guest will allow the Lord to operate in them. Now, we are all allowing the Lord to operate in us. Okay? Let me just say that. It started because we have positionally a time in our lives where we've started on the guest side of things. <laughs> and we have said, Lord, I need you to operate in me. But moving on to the host side of things is saying, you've operated in me. Now I need you to operate through me. That's, it's just a position change is all it is now. A really good one. The word says um, in Matthew, actually, let me give you that really quick. You don't have to pull it up. But it literally says, Matthew 10, 8, it says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, so freely give. This is that picture of like the host versus guest. is freely I have received, so I am repositioning here. To freely give because that is hosting the presence of God. What he has done for you, he wants to do for others. Okay, so where did I leave off? Um, speaks words to build others up. So a host would do that. If you're on the guest side, it might be waits for the words to be spoken to them. You guys doing all right? Yeah? We're just going to go for about 10 more minutes. 
Ish. You guys are doing awesome. I love learning new things to stretch me. This stretched me, coming up with this list with the Lord. So, okay, so here we go. So host serves, and a guest waits to be served. That's normal, though, right? I mean, it is. Like, if you were the person hosting any kind of thing, you wouldn't have people just come in and be like, well, let me take over in your kitchen. That would be kind of weird. But literally, the Lord wants us just to give a picture right here of when we're talking about hosting his presence, that we literally allow him to move from this place of just waiting to be served to actually saying, I will do the serving. I will do that. I'm going to host the presence of God, and that means when I see needs, I'm going to meet needs. I'm going to go for it. Yes? Okay. So here's a good one. So views the church as essential. This is on the host side. And on the guest side, it says views the church as optional. So this is probably not having revelation yet, being in this place right here of understanding that not just church as a building, but we are the church. And we view this as essential because the Lord has called us that. That's what he says about us. And that's the place. We are the place in which hosts his presence. And people that aren't woke up to that, that might be on this guest side of things, because there is awakening upon us in Jesus' name. So they might be on the guest side of things. They view this as optional. This is, an, this is not optional. <laughs> right here, you know, so even if you're like questioning that a little bit, like I've seen people, even just when it comes to healthy church family, church body, people need community so bad. They need it so bad. And here we are positioned and saying to the Lord, I will be the one to host your presence with my life, wherever it is that I am going. And I will be the one that will help people to see father, the solution, which is Jesus. And I will help them move and awaken from this place of thinking this is optional to it's essential into everything they do in their life. It's essential. My relationship with the Lord and hosting his presence, this is essential. This is like first and foremost in my life. Does it mean I walk it out perfectly? Nope. But my heart's postured towards the Lord saying, I want to be used by you. And when you ask me to do something, I'm going to say yes. Instead of saying, that's too hard, I'm afraid, he already knows all those pieces. So we take those pieces to the Lord, and you're like, renew my mind now. Because I feel you, Holy Spirit, like prompting me in this area towards this person, towards this situation. And I no longer, I don't, perfect love casts out fear. Father, just begin to renew me, renew my mind on your love right now. Because I'm going to lay fear on the wayside, and I'm going to pick up the things that you're asking me to do. And I'm going to move forward. Yes? Amen. Okay, so really quick here. So um, takes ownership of something, or maybe the guest would view themselves as a visitor. The next one is plants, or a guest likely doesn't put down roots. I'm going to keep going while you keep writing. Invites people into their space. This is so important. Invites people into their space. Or if you're on the guest side, they wait to be invited. This is just a mind switch for us. Am I hosting 
or am I being a guest? And here's actually a last one. And I want to move into this one really quick. This is what my closing is going to be about. You can flip it around after you do that one. So plants, invites people to come into their space, waits to be invited. That's your last one, waits to be invited. And then we'll flip it around to do the very last one. Because we got the very last one. It's not on there. Isn't she an awesome writer? She's my great helper. I wrote this morning on the Perryville board. <laughs> I wrote before church on one side. And then I asked Liz to come during service and write on the other side. And I was like, mm, let's not do that again tonight. My handwriting is really something special. Okay, so Liz is going to put the last two up here, actually. So on the host side, and this is what I want to move to, actually, for, for closing here, compels people to come in. So the host compels people to come in. We're going to talk about compelling. I like the word compelling. It's strong. It's a strong word when you think about compelling. It's not just like, hey, if you want to. It's like, hey, you need to. <laughs> you need to. You need this. This is going to be good for you. What the Lord is saying about you is so good, and you need to hear it. There is strong language behind compel. So compels people to come in or is the one coming in? And so this little piece right here, we're just going to transition for just a moment to close, is compels people to come in. This is now very much talking outside of the church. This is literally talking about our job as the host of the presence of God to literally compel the world into the things of God. And then we all had a time that as the guest, we were the one coming in. And so we've already made it. You're here already. You've transitioned to host side, okay? If you weren't sure about some of the rest of them, you can be sure about this one. But I think you're actually sure about a bunch of the rest of them too. But I'm being serious with you though, is like you're already here. <laughs> so now responsibility for us is literally this place of freely I've received so freely I'm going to give. So I want to read a couple things to you really quick here. So John 12, um, 32, just reference it real quick. But it says, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. So this is the Lord's heart now. Is he literally is like, this is where we're at now, you guys. I am drawing people to me. And he says to myself, he's not talking about you, but the spirit of God that is on the inside of you. He operates through to draw people to himself. It's very important for us to know that because we are not the solution for people. Jesus is the solution for people. Yes? Okay. So he is drawing people to himself, but he wants to use us, the vessels, the hosters of his presence. Okay? So I want to read this thing to you really quick out of Luke 14, 15 through 24. There's a few verses here, so we're going to boogie through them. Boogie. Why do I say boogie? It makes you sound like a boogie. We're going to move through them. <laughs> Sorry when my randomness came out. You know, sometimes when you're ministering, you think about multiple things at one time. I will just tell you right now. Like sometimes it's like I'm saying this thing about the Lord and I'm looking at how sleepy someone looks right now and they're falling asleep. Like you think both things at the same time. Or you're like, I'm ministering these things from the Lord and this person is soaking it up and drawing it in. Yeah, 
That excites people who are teaching. I will just tell you right now. But we think many things at one time. So there's the boogie. Okay, so Luke 14, 15 through 24. It says, now when one of those who sat at the table, okay, so Jesus is telling a parable. Let me just tell you that really quick. Jesus has given us a parable here, okay? Now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. I don't know how fast he's keeping up. I was just reading right along, boogieing through. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. And then listen to this next part in verse 18. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. Now we've heard some things about one accord. And it was actually in the positive. And in the book of Acts, very specifically, is where we often go to talk about one accord because the people were in, upper, in the upper room. They were waiting on the promise of the Holy Spirit, and they were in one accord, and the Holy Spirit came. Here is another picture of one accord. <laughs> and this is not what was going on in the one accord. It says, but they were all with one accord began to make excuses. And listen to their excuses, you guys. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. I bought a piece of, I bought a piece of ground. I can't be there. Okay. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm now going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Could you not test the oxen a different time? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to track along here. I'm like, these are lame excuses. And this one tops it all. And still another said, I have married a wife, <laughs> and therefore I cannot come. <laughs> what kind of reason is that for not attending the supper? I have married a wife? Come on. I literally said to my husband this morning, I said, don't you blame anything on me. I have married a wife. I cannot come. I am sorry. <laughs> for the rest of my life. That, that would close down all invitations. Actually, I didn't even say this this morning, but that excuse alone could exist now for the rest of this man's life. I mean, testing the oxen could have been temporary or whatever, okay? But now, no, not this one. He's saying, I have an excuse for the rest of my life. I have married a wife. Great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay, so let's keep going here. This is the part we're going to get into compelling real quick here, okay? Um, let's see. So on 21. So that servant came and reported these things to his master, and the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the maimed, and the lame, and the blind. I love that. And the servant said, master, it is done as you commanded, and there still, and still there is room. I love that. So all of the sick and need, he literally went out, brought it all in, and there is still room. Then the master said to the servant, go again. <laughs> go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. I love this picture here that the Lord is giving us. First of all, we could look at the excuse thing and be like, I'm not going to make excuses. How about that? <laughs> I am going to spend the time dining with the Lord. He puts out a table for us for everything that we need in our life. He asks us to pull a chair up to it and to receive. 
So I love that one. So we just don't make excuses. But we could look excuses in a whole nother way here, though, too. A an excuse for why we would not compel those to come in. This is the heart of the Father. You know things. You know things and you have things that the world needs. And it is God's full plan to operate in you, to operate through you. Yes? Okay, here's the final thought I'm going to leave you with. So we have an encounter to become an encounter. We have an encounter with the Lord to literally be able to turn around to other people for them to have an encounter with the Lord. I love that. Kingston and Brooke and I were talking on the way over here, and we were just talking about purposes and calling just over our life. And, you know, sometimes we can actually look at that statement, talking about calling and purpose on our life, and we can think the out there, the when I get there, that thing out there later on, that thing I feel like the Lord is leading me to but I haven't arrived to yet, the thing I'm waiting on. Is anybody with me on this? That you're like, hmm, okay, well, when I, and when I, and when I, okay? I'm going to tell you right now, the Spirit of God is on the inside of you. <laughs> There's no waiting. There's no waiting. You, all right now, I'm, and I can just guarantee it because I already know the room well enough. Otherwise, we, I would have said this to you differently. I'll just tell you that right now. We've had like a let's get saved moment. <laughs> you guys have Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You're a step ahead of anybody that's lost. That is the step needed. <laughs> yeah? Some people have said, but it's like the pastor's job. It's like the church's job. And like, just go in there and like, get what you need from that place. And so I wasn't going to say this, but now I am. We're doing one more verse. So 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. This is important. Then I'm stopping. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and he has given us, us, everybody say us, the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and he has committed to us, us, yes, the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors. Brooke was actually sharing that word with me on the way here. She's like, I love being an ambassador. It's like to be like an ambassador is like we can go set up like an embassy and have ambassadors go into like a whole nother country and it gets recognized as like the country they came from. That's wild. So for us to be ambassadors of Christ, we hold everything needed for the kingdom of God on the inside of us to do what is needed out in the world. Yes? Okay. So now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. This sounds like compelling to me also. He was pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God for he made him who knew no sin to be, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. It's on all of us to go. The Great Commission in Matthew 28, it's all of us, people. 
It's all of us, okay? So literally, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, and we've been given the word. It's not us. It's not what we're saying. It is all about what Jesus has done and all about the reconciliation that he did, not imputing their trespasses to us, to them. The word of the gospel, the undiluted, the pureness of it, we have it. We've been called to the ministry of it, and we have been given the word of it. So what are we going to do with it? And be an ambassador. Plead with the people. Be reconciled to God. Because how do we know, like, we do know this, but we know that when we are reconciled to God, that it's like the old things, the word says it, they just pass away. And behold, the new has come. Like, literally, I have things about myself, you guys, that I can look back years ago. My brother has walked a, a, a very straight walk with the Lord, in, in my opinion. And I was the prodigal kid. Yeah, I love my mom, and I'm so glad that she spent a lot of time praying for me. So I was, I, I'm serious. Like, I was the prodigal kid doing prodigal things. But you know what the Lord says about me? That's old. Behold, the new has come. And I am so glad I am so glad that I get to share with a hurt and broken world the ministry of reconciliation. I go in it, and I share the word of reconciliation of what Jesus has done. And this is an all over the place. And I'm going to challenge you with one little last tidbit right here. Let the Lord expand your thinking a whole lot about what it looks like to host all over the place. I also work as a nurse in a hospital, and I will tell you, that I'm not the boss of that place. But I have the spirit of God on the inside of me, and it is my responsibility wherever I go to host the presence of God, and I do all of these things in the role that I function as, as a nurse. I say yes to the Lord. I will do all of those things. It is not about me being the boss. I know who is. I know my father. I know whose I am, and I know who I am. And so I'm saying, I can and I will. <laughs> it doesn't matter what else is going on. That we literally, how good is this? Of what the hosting of the presence of God does in me and through me. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit ociperryville.com.